Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, we'll calm it down. Calm it down. Calm it down. But Super Bowl, it's happening. You were heading there. Confirmed. One win was all we needed. Now it's completely on track. All the signs point to us booking destinations in Minnesota to watch this game. Buy your plane tickets. We're going to Minnesota. We're going to the Super Bowl. It's happening. If you haven't put your down payment for your house on the Cowboys in Vegas to win the Super Bowl, then you're doing something wrong, brother. You're doing something wrong. I don't know. I don't know. You think Bitcoin is rising fast right now? Look at the Cowboys' Super Bowl odds. All right, bro? That shit's going through the roof. Dude, our stocks are going up. You need to jump in right now. Whew. Chance of a lifetime. This is great, man. It's good to speak to you after a win. I didn't know. I know. We never get to do this anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Boys Will Be Boys. I'm Andy Gatelli. I'm Benjamin Walker. And this is, for the first time in in a minute, a hot minute, a victory Monday, Tuesday episode of Boys Will Be Boys. And damn, does it feel good. Ben, how you doing? Woo, doing good, man. Uh, you know, it takes just a good game against those R words, those dead skins to get out there and uh, make you feel whole again. Mm. Yeah, the team in Washington, I don't say their name because this is a progressive podcast and we don't say racial slurs in this podcast ever for no reason at all. Um. To, to beat those guys, you know, to, to just – and not and it wasn't close. Let's be real. That wasn't, that wasn't really, you know, a challenge. This team, they found, their, they found their heart. They dug deep, came out. They played all three phases of the game, as, the well, coach, as coach Clapp likes to say. I will I'll have to bow down to you, my friend, as you correctly for the second week in a row have called the outcome. Um, I'm on a roll. Walkstradamus over here is just uh, not living up to the nickname – but uh, you know, we'll see at the end of the end of the week. You know, I got I got something in store on this one. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! So uh, we are currently, you know, we always record this podcast remotely. Uh, normally, I am uh, in our state's lovely capital, keep it weird, Austin, Texas, and Ben reports live from the Dirty D, home of the Dallas Cowboys themselves. This week, we're doing a little different. Ben is uh, Ben is reporting live from home base. However, I. Am in a somewhat okay, satisfactory, I'll say, hotel room in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, the A, uh, the ATL, Hot Atlanta, home of the booties and the really tight skirts. Um, the internet in this hotel has been, I'll say, I'll compare it to uh, the Redskins defense on Thursday night. Uh, unreliable. Not great. Unreliable at best. Thank you, sir. I have so, lost Gota twice tonight, so if there's any odd pauses through the pod please forgive us we apologize and, uh, you know we don't uh, we don't typically go up and shop these things we're not experts at that but we are experts when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys absolutely so let's get right into it so as you all know the Dallas Cowboys were playing their probably I won't, I won't say their most hated rival but certainly among their most depends hated who rivals and so you are uh absolutely Thursday night we played the Washington Redskins um the Redskins were coming off of a oh oh man I am that's very problematic the prob- the problematic light is currently on um, we were playing the the team from Washington the R words and 
you know, we're coming into this game. The re- the team from Washington had, uh, you know, they they put up two really close games against two very good teams, and they had beat Seattle three weeks before. Um, they're a little banged up, but no one's given us a pass for that, so I'm not giving them a pass for anyone. So no one knew how this one was going to go. Um, Cowboys had clearly bottomed out. People were pretty well convinced this team was a, a complete dumpster fire. People were calling for Jason to get fired, Dak to get benched, Dez to get benched, the entire team to effectively be dismantled. Um, and you know what? I think the Cowboys, uh, they heard that a little bit in the locker room. So uh, where, where were you when you were watching this game, Ben? Oh, I was at my weekly habit of going to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch every Thursday night football game. Now uh, a wholly owned subsidiary of the Arby's Corporation. Bring in those curly fries. Oh, we'll take it. Likes curly fries. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was there with uh, another cowboy buddy um, and a bar full of cowboys, luckily. Although, oddly, I'm a little surprised and a little ashamed of Dallas. I just hope it's because most people were at that game. But uh, it was not as, as as crowded with Cowboys as I would have expected. But uh, we'll give them a pass. We've not given people much to cheer for over the past few weeks. And only uh, gluttons for punishment like ourselves are still glued to this thing. So with that in mind, um, you know, I, I give the, the fan base a, a pass. But I was sitting there watching everything in uh, uh, live motion. So where were you at, Goat? So I was, this is, ashamedly, the first Dallas Cowboys game that I did not watch live in, I'm going to say, a good 15 years. Um, I was on a plane back from Atlanta. Uh, I got on that GoGo Wi-Fi. I'm not shouting them out. That is not a plug because GoGo Wi-Fi is a joke. I could not stream the game. They are not a sponsor. We will not let them sponsor this podcast. This This show is brought to you by Arby's and Curly Fries. But it is not brought to you by GoGo in-flight Wi-Fi. So I did have to watch it on GameCast, um, which isn't terrible, but you know, you're not seeing what's really going on. And he was texting me about uh, five minutes after plays would happen. I was in I was up on the I was up on iMessage on my laptop. I was a little bit in freak out mode. I was a little bit in freakout mode and Goat was sitting there trying to piece it all together. Uh dude, I was getting crazy texts from everybody. Like I'm getting texts from Ryan that are just like Dude, we should just put in Cooper Rush, dude. Like, Dak's just a joke now. Like, first quarter, people were ready to jump ship on this team for real. Ooh, well, it wasn't pretty to begin. And, no. uh, you know, despite the huge scoring uh, uh, differential here, it really didn't look pretty at any point. They just kind of sucked all game, luckily for us. And the D showed up. Um, there's some positives. We'll go through it all. Um, so yeah, let's let's jump right into the game. So, absolutely, Cowboys uh, lost the toss. Uh, luckily, the Redskins deferred, so uh, we got the ball as usual. Um, we proceeded to go straight to a three and out as uh, usual. Pretty awesome. So we punted. Um, luckily, our defense, as Ben mentioned, they showed up. Um, first play of the game, uh, Kirk Cousins tried to scramble up the middle. Was met by a surging Jalen Smith. I want to pause here to just. Give, let's let's give Jalen Smith some credit, man. This guy was a guy that, you know, but this is a guy that, coming into the last couple games, has really stepped it up. 
and man, he was out there balling hard. So he managed to get the stop on first down. Um, the the Redskins proceed uh, to they get one first down, then they quickly go three and out from our forty six, and they're forced to punt. Uh, ben, uh, it looks like our offensive struggles continued into our second drive. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, we proceed to go three and out and three and out and three and out. Um, it was pretty ugly display goat. Um, the first four possessions, we go three and out. I think we had 12 plays on our, I mean, sorry, 13 yards on our first 12 plays, Andy. And uh, the boobers were out, and you gotta understand why. I mean, it 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 really had a chance for this one to go south quickly. Um, you pointed out last week that we needed to get off to a hot start, which I'll agree with. Luckily, the defense stepped in right after that three and out, um, our second one of the day. We turned it over to Washington, who was driving. They actually get all the way inside of our red zone, and then. A second and 11 from our 16-yard line, Andy, they get picked off. Jamison Crowder, who had a terrible day um, for him. I mean, he – that's going to be a night Jamison Crowder tries to forget. But this, uh, is a, this is a classic Jeff Heath interception. Uh, <laughs> just right off the receiver's hands. And actually, Jeff Heath is in bad position. Like – if if Jeff Heath has to make this tackle, it's a touchdown. Uh, yeah, luckily, I was going to say I think they score on that if it doesn't get picked. Oh, easily. Um, luckily, Jeff Heath is out of position and it falls right into his lap. Uh, he manages to return it for 14 yards. Um, also on this drive, uh, uh, Malik Collins got a penalty for roughing the passer, but uh, I kind of like the tone that sets. Um, you know, we were uh, we'll see as we go through this game that uh, Kirk had a little bit of a rough night getting put on his back. Absolutely. So uh, we get the ball, and as I said, we had four three and outs. This was the third of the day. Um, three plays, nine yards. I mean, nothing even really worth mentioning here. Um, we tried to go no huddle, um, I guess, get in a rhythm, and instead we almost got a first, I guess. We gained nine yards, which was the most productive drive of the day to, of the first quarter. Um, then we punt again, and that fellow I mentioned, Jamison Crowder, Andy, he coughs up a fump, uh, coughs up the ball. Uh, Kyle Wilbur knocks it out and recovers it, and so we have good field position on the 43. And we took advantage of that by going uh, three plays for one yard. Uh, we then punt um, from the Washington 42, which is awesome. Um Luckily, you know, this was just a back-and-forth night of who can be worse on offense. Um, the Redskins would then punt. Uh, it was until the Cowboys' one, two, three, four, fifth possession that we would get points on the board. Um, so this was uh, – it would go. It would end the first quarter. Um, basically just some, some nice Morris runs, a nice scramble from Dak. Um, and uh, Dak just manages to, to find, you know, 10 yards here, two yards there. Um, there was a pass interference on Washington uh, on their 20, which put us on to the 14. Uh, Morris got six yards, and then Dak, for the first time in several weeks, oh my God, hits a touchdown pass to Jason Witten. And I got to say, Ben, I like this Broke pass. A parade. Yeah, he, he dark, 
He he uh, he threw a dart, um, a little play action to freeze the linebackers. He threw it in right over them, um, and a good play. Um, like you said, we first one we've seen in, in some weeks, and after that four three and outs to begin the game, um, we needed to put some life in. Eleven plays, fifty nine yards, and uh, six minutes off the clock. A couple clutch third down conversions um, on that drive, Absolutely. which. We do have to say the offense, we get it, did not look great again, even in this win. But at least they were very good on third down, Andy. Um, the grit was there. The grit and the heart. It was. Yeah, I want to say, Andy, that they – I'm trying to pull this up. We went 7 of 14 on third down. Does that sound right to you? It's, uh, significantly better than what we've seen the last couple of weeks. So I'll take right. 50%. Um, you know, I said this about the game while it was being played. I was talking to Ryan about this friend of the show, Ryan McCoy, holler at your boy. Um, I did not expect the Cowboys to come out and light this team up. Um, no. Frank, frankly, quite frankly, the score was surprising to me. Um, but I, what I said going in was that I thought that this would be the turnaround game. Like we hit the bottom, we hit zero last week. And then this was going to be the slow climb out. So we're going to see the offense look a little bit better. I think they'll look a little bit better against the Giants this week. And then I think that when they get Zeke back, they'll really hit their stride. Um, I do hope you're right. You know, uh, I heard uh, someone mention something that I thought was a, a good point um, early in the week that there was so much going wrong for Dallas that it was not going to be a game that they just snapped and everything looked good. I mean, they haven't been losing things by one possession here or there or, hey, a ball doesn't bounce your way. Um, they've been just straight worked for yeah. multiple weeks in a row, and it's tough to just come out and play well after that. Um, to their credit, they did enough uh, on defense and special teams especially uh, to to turn the tides in this one. So I agree with you. It's going to be gradual. We saw the first steps in it. I don't know how sustainable four turnovers and four sacks is, but, you know, uh, and a special teams touchdown goat, but you find any way you can win in this league. Absolutely. Um, so following that, you know, we kick we kick to the Redskins. Um, on first down, they try to go deep to Josh Doxson, uh, who is covered by the newly appointed starter, Shadobi Awuzie. Can we just take a moment and talk about how this kid, uh, who has fought injury all year, this kid showed up to play this week, Ben. Man, I've been a big fan of Wooster. I loved that pick. I thought he was going to come in and play sort of what Byron did, Byron's rookie year, where he plays a little bit of corner, a little bit of safety. Um, they had him at strict corner this game. He manned up with Josh Dotson, who's Washington's best vertical threat, and he had himself a day goat. Uh, you know, knocked the ball out of Dotson's hands, was targeted, I think, three times and no completions. Uh, made a couple tackles, so a woozie hive. We out here. A woozie hive. I'm in it. Um, so they got they try to go deep first play doesn't work out. Perrine gets a run for six yards. Hitchens gets a good stop there. On Kirk Cousins, uh, but also gets the sack with the force fumble. Uh, Malik Collins dives on it. That's what their third turnover of the game so far, and we're only in the second quarter. Um, yeah. Obviously not a good day uh, for the uh, ball security of the Redskins. Um, we get and uh, D-Law had been quiet, Goat. He had uh, uh, gone, a, I believe that was four games in a row during this Zeke-less streak um, without a sack. So it was really good to see him put his uh, um, 
imprint on the game once again. And this this O line's beat up. I mean, it's not a good O line, but that's what good defensive linemen do. They beat you know they beat bad O line. So he was there and he he played a hell of a game. Agreed. And this this now this next drive where we take over on the Washington uh, twenty four. This was the drive where I got scared because the offense that we've been watching the last couple of weeks reared its ugly head. So first play, we get an eight-yard run from Morris, then a one-yard run from Morris, then a one-yard run from Smith. So we get a first and goal at the Washington nine. Um, we do a four-yard uh, run by Morris. Then Dak throws a screen pass to Noah Brown, which is for a loss of two yards. Then we get Odd a decision. false start on Jonathan Cooper. And then on third and goal from the 12, we go with a screen pass to Des Bryant, who gets six yards. Um, I just don't like the play calls on this drive at all. Um, I think the no Brown screen was a bad idea. If we're going to throw it to Des, I'd rather try to do a jump ball. Um, trying to have Des either juke or fight his way through multiple defenders just doesn't seem like the path of least resistance to me. Yeah, they're desperate right now, though, and and – this offense, you know, Dak to this point has looked really bad. Um, yep. I honestly, you know, was texting you, Andy, and I, I said that it was the worst half of football I've seen him play in this stretch. I mean, he, he just looks lack of confidence. You know, the one thing you can say about Dak and through good games and bad games is he seems pretty poised. Mm-hmm. You know, even when things aren't going the way, like I don't get the feeling that he's just completely lost confidence in himself. And, man, he was – he was kind of holding the ball a little long. Uh, wasn't th- you know got a little gun shy, man, and uh, that was scary to see. And that is ah, that's something to monitor going forward. But uh, anyway, he he uh, he uh, we throw a screen pass to Dez. I guess we're too afraid to challenge anybody in that secondary, and we settle for a twenty-four yard Dan Bailey field goal. Praise be to Daly, he's back and kicking again. So, and then. This is the part of the show where I eat a lot of crow. Now, anyone who's been listening to this show knows that I have no love in my heart for Ryan Switzer. Uh, Ryan Switzer, ever since he had a very costly fumble against the Los Angeles Rams, um, I pray to the football gods that this guy's going to fair catch everything. I don't want him to return anything. Um, I get scared when he touches the ball. It's just how my overreacting mind works. But man, he must have heard me, you know, talking my noise. Because when the Redskins get this ball back, um, it is a perfect drive from D and special teams. First play, we get a Taco Charlton sack, which we're supposed to see, and a fumble. Um, Perrine dived on, dove on it, so they keep the ball. Um, they get that puts them at second and seventeen. They get a ten yard pass. On third and seven, uh, they try to do a short pass. It gets knocked down. They get a holding call. A holding call on an opponent of the Cowboys, which is... That breaks the streak. Breaks the streak of almost 30 consecutive quarters, which is quite crazy. So on fourth and seven from their own 28, they punt. Um, I'm going to say it right here, man. This is one of the better punt returns I've ever seen from a Cowboys returner. Um, This was not a... He got a big block and it sprung him. This wasn't someone fell down. This wasn't someone wasn't in their lane. Ryan Switzer just straight up just juked his way through about six guys, found some daylight, and hit the afterburner. Took it 83 yards to the hizzy. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. We need to rename the end zone Switzerland. Switzerland. As he is now the GOAT 
Uh, he is taking Andy's title. Um, he is the premier home run threat in the NFL, I think. It's not too early to say that. <laughs> you know, that was beautiful. I loved it. Um, it certainly changed the tide of this game, or at least was the biggest factor. Like we said, Washington wasn't particularly playing well anyway. They kept shooting themselves in the foot. This put us up 17-0, to and even a beat-up Cowboys team can hold on to a 17-point lead. Um, and it was awesome, Andy. It makes me wonder a little bit why Ryan Switzer played all of zero offensive snaps. Yeah, and that's, this is something that me and Ben were discussing throughout the week is when you see a guy that has that kind of capability and the lack of our offensive coordinator and offensive staff's ability to get him the ball, it makes you question things. Um, we've seen some jet sweeps. We've seen them hand the ball off to him like he's a standard running back. Um, but we just haven't seen them try to work plays the way that you see Tavon Austin get the ball, the way that um, you know maybe the, the Reggie Bush-type player back in the day would get the ball, the Darren Sproles of the world. Um, this is a guy who's got you know significant agility, great ability to turn and change direction on a dime, and clearly some some you know at least a gear higher than a lot of dudes on the field as far as the top end speed. Well, and it's not like the offense has been rolling on all cylinders, right? It's not yeah. like we have Zeke in there and we don't need an additional playmaker. The thing we've been shouting on this pod for multiple weeks is they need a playmaker. They need someone out there who can. Uh, be a home run threat. And I'm not saying Ryan Switzer is that, but I'm saying he may be on any given play, the guy who can bust a 10 yard play into a 50 yard play. And we've, you know, I'll get into this, Andy. I have a, I have a stat for after this game um, for a team that's lacking in explosive plays this year, or at least in recent weeks. Uh, you know, it just like you said, it, it's questionable why, we haven't at least given him a few snaps. Well, we're not going you know. vertical. We've talked about this a little bit too. You know, we don't, Dez isn't doing, you know, he's not stretching the field. We don't really use T-Dub or Bryce that way. They've come out. What's the thing? Know, what, who's the only person we ever throw to downfield? Usually Dez. Who does the defense key on? Key Usually to, yeah. Dez. Like, Witten can't stretch the seam anymore because, I mean, we and love Jason I, say, I think I think Switzer can stretch the seam. I watched him do it in college. Clearly he has the speed to do it in an NFL game given this punt return. Um, you know, the team came out, I think either today or yesterday and said that Rico gathers will not see the field this year. He was definitely someone. Success for most NFL teams. Um, so on the, on the next drive, the Redskins kind of finally put it together. They marched down the field. Um, it ends with a, a I've got to give it to Kirk. It's a great pass to Ryan Grant in the corner. Um, you know, it wasn't particularly good defensive snap for us, um, but he manages to find Ryan Grant in the corner for a 20 yard touchdown that makes it 17 to seven. Um, and the Cowboys would run out the rest of the clock, uh, on downs. Um, my only problem with this last drive, uh, fourth and two from the 49 yard lines with three seconds to go, uh, throw to T Williams. Uh, how are we not bombing this to Des? Someone explain this to me in a way that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't – this whole drive was just uh, – I'm really beginning to wonder if it's coaching ineptitude or we just have no confidence in our quarterback right now, which either way you want to tell me, I, I can't tell you you're wrong, Andy, um, whatever side of that argument you want to get into. But, yeah, I don't if, – if we're going to if we're gonna go ahead and bomb the ball with – time expiring let's at least throw it to our best jump ball player no 
Agreed. Totally agreed. So that would get us into halftime. We're up 17-7, and obviously this is where Cowboys fans get a little nervous because we know what happens at halftime. The other team adjusts. We don't. Um, so the Redskins come out, and somehow um, we actually managed to have a pretty decent defensive stand on the first drive. Um, uh, Cousins is sacked again by Demarcus Lawrence, which sets up a third and 16. Um, unfortunately, uh, Washington does convert that one. They get to our 49-yard line uh, and are eventually stopped because they run uh, they run once with Perrine and then do two straight shotgun pass plays, neither of which are completed. Uh, Xavier Woods coming up with a very good defense on Ryan Grant on the first one, um, and they would punt. Um, the Cowboys, however, could not maintain the momentum from the first half, and we actually pretty much – I think we had one conversion on that second drive uh, of the half, um, but we were also forced to punt. Followed by another punt from our friends from Washington. Um, yeah, one quick thing, Goat. I want to jump in here. Yeah. Uh, we have a third and two on the, uh, uh, this this drive that you just said where we punted. So first and 10 from our 13, Alf goes for seven yards. Then on second and three, Alf converts for three. We pass on first and 10, you know, trying to go no huddle, whatever. Then Alf again for eight yards. So it seems like the run game is starting to get track, and um, as evident in the second half numbers, we'll get to Alfred had a hell of a second half. Um, but a third and two, we go empty from the shotgun and throw it to Cole Beasley. I another play. I just I just question play yeah, calling. I, We've I been agree. really bad out of the empty set. Like Rummel could run of the empty set. I don't necessarily like Dak running. Well, he's just a lot more productive out of play action. Uh, he's a lot more productive when he has an extra blocker back there, someone to sneak out of the backfield. Um, yeah, when you're just lining up. Uh, would get back out there and uh, they would run, they would get a couple first downs, but we would end up stopping them on the 50 and they would punt. And then the rest of this game uh, gets pretty nice for the Cowboys. I, they do like how we played the rest of the game. So the Cowboys get the ball uh, in the third quarter. Um, <clears throat> and Alfred Morris is, had just really kind of found himself at this point. Uh, yep. Nine yards, two yards. Um, that sets up Dak for a nice 11 yard completion to Williams. Uh, then eight yards for Morris, then eight yards for Morris. We try a deep ball to Butler, four yards for Smith. Um, then uh, Prescott hits uh, Dez on a beautiful comeback route, um, which he then turns around and takes up the field for 24 yards. Uh, Morris then goes for two yards. I saw some swagger there from Dez. Uh, I, I like love that. A little dig. Like I said, this team wasn't great offensively, but 7-14 on third down, converted a lot of big moments, and uh, – you know, Dak's in-game numbers are pretty pathetic. We'll get to them. He, I'm not, I already told you he had a terrible first half, but they made enough plays when they needed to, and Des Bryant really put his uh, – really stepped up and played probably, in my mind, Andy, his best game of this season um, in the second half. Uh, well, and Des, Des is a momentum guy. You know, like you get him the ball, he makes some big plays, and that sets him up to make bigger plays, and that happened on this drive. So he gets this comeback route, takes it 24 yards – um, he gets up, he's yelling at the sideline, uh, people are hyped for him. And then on third and five from the Washington 13, uh, Dak throws the classic Des Bryant jump ball. Des goes up and just straight mosses Breland, just embarrasses him in front of his friends and family. Um, Des throws up the X. This is exactly the kind of pass you need to throw Des Bryant. Yeah. I mean, best, best, uh, best catch of his season, I would reckon, uh, you know, you can you can argue a few others, but that was 
Um, typical Des Bryant, it puts him as the sole leader um, in the Cowboy record books for most touchdowns. So, at least receiving, sorry. I think Agreed. Emmett still has the record. But uh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to see. And like you said, you know, they 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 need to get him the ball. He's a momentum player. I know we've talked about the numbers aren't great, but this is how you got to utilize him. Um, he, had a, he had a terrific drive. And this put the game up us 24-7, gave us a 17-point lead. And uh, right – and it – Ended the fourth quarter, I believe. I think that was the first play of the fourth was that Des Bryant catch. So 17-point lead to begin the fourth quarter, and all things are rolling. Absolutely. And so the Redskins at this point, they shift to kind of, you know, we're playing from behind mode. They go no huddle, shotgun almost every play. Um, Kirk just puts together a great drive here. Um, you know, some big gains, double-digit gains on, you know, six or seven different plays, um, and finds Josh Doxson. You know, the defense here from Byron Jones, not perfect. Um, Doxon did a, was a hell of a catch. Yeah, Do- Josh Doxon just did a hell of a job at, at high-pointing this ball. Um, you know, we said coming into this season, um, and, it, and I guess last year more than anything else, Josh Doxon's a scary player. Um, we watched this guy play in college. I think he's going to be a player. Yeah, um, he, they, he single What they wanted Terrell Pryor to be, I think, is what Josh Dotson's going to be next year. Agreed. Um, if Kirkus is QB, I don't know who the hell they're going to – and we'll, we can have that conversation today, Andy. Um, I thought Kirk looked pretty good, all things considered. Yeah, I, I think that he looked uh, – like the Redskins are going to look at that game and be like, well, he lost, so um, we just haven't seen enough. we got to tag him again, take another year. <laughs> pay him another $30 million. So Dotson gets that touchdown. Um Luckily, uh, unlike many other games that we've seen this season, the Cowboys were able to respond on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this was this all started from Alfred Morris. Uh, nine yards, six yards, 15 yards, 11 yards. Uh, Smith takes over four yards, three yards. Dak hits Williams for 10. Ooh, uh, this was big, too. This was right in Josh Norman's grill. T-Dub runs a little, uh, a beautiful little route here, just a little in, and... Um, Norman was real pissed off, man. He he was seen yelling at his team on the sidelines before this. Uh, then he goes up and gives the big third down. You know well, that. And they you know shook, that stung man. him. And I this like was, Norman, but you know that stung him. This was a this team was shook at this point. Uh, later on this drive, second and thirteen from the twenty, um, Washington has thirteen men on the field <laughs> at one point. Um, so uh Dak tries to throw at Dez again. Uh Breland commits pass interference. Uh Dak didn't put this ball where it needed to go, honestly. Um Yeah, you hear him in his post game. He said uh yeah. Dak said the same thing. I mean, he said, you know, they 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 asked him, "You and Dez look better, you know, you guys getting things back on track." And he was like, "I hope so." And he goes, "He should have had two touchdowns today if I gave him a better ball." So Dak knows this, but Dez still, you know, three three fade routes and Dez is able to win two of them. You know, and, and get a PI on one and touchdown on the other. Real refreshing to see. Absolutely. So um, we end up handing it off uh, to my boy Alfred Morris, who punches it in from the one. He does the the home run celebration. He's, he loves scoring on his old team, um, the team that said he wasn't good enough. Who's now running uh, Samaje Perine as their running back. Uh, <laughs> he, he enjoys that. Put up the only Oklahoma team. running back that hasn't committed assault or that rape. we know of. That we know of. <laughs> So the Redskins get the ball back, and again they're they're playing from behind. So they go straight into shotgun um, on the first play, or on the first play, uh, they hit Josh Doxson for eight yards. Second down, man. Oh boy, we said Kirk Cousins had a rough day. Oh, this Kirk, was not Kirk how Cousins. he wanted to end it. 
Kirk Cousins took a hit that I think literally might have killed me had I taken it. David this is Irving, my favorite David Irving play of all he, time. He does a twist stunt where he comes from the tackle and comes inside in like right up the middle. And it looks like Kirk Cousins gets hit by a car. Like he flies off his feet. He got decleated by David Irving. And Irving just kind of like doesn't do anything taunting, but is just kind of standing there flexing like, oh, I know you felt that, dog. So another sack for Cousins. Um, it definitely shook him up. On the next uh, next play, his pass gets knocked down at the line by Tyron Crawford. So the defense is getting pressure. Uh, and then on the next play, they try. He guys tries to go for a short pass uh, to Ryan Grant. It is picked off by the recently demoted Anthony Brown. Um, great to see Ant Brown. You know, obviously, you don't know how a player will react when they're downgraded from. Yeah, the he only played. He only played eight snaps, and he had a pick in one of those eight. So you know, he he uh, obviously is the little man on the totem pole. You know, we I said Chidobi Awuzie had an awesome day. Um, you know. We liked, or I liked what I've seen so far out of Jordan Lewis. You know, I don't know where Anthony Brown fits in anymore, Goat, but still, good, uh, good way to respond. So he gets the, he gets the uh, interception. Um, that gives the Dallas the ball on uh, the Washington 11 yard line. Um, and on the first play, Rod Smith takes it for 10 yards. So we're now at the one. Um, and then we just punch Rod Smith three times. Uh, they stop him twice for no gain, but on the third t- try, uh, he gets it in for a touchdown. Uh, that puts Dallas up 38-14 to 14 with two minutes and 37 seconds to go, and that's how it would end. Um, in the final two minutes and 37 seconds, the Redskins ran four plays. They managed to get 12 yards. They had pretty much abandoned it. They, they, ran, they ran the ball every single time. Um, so... The Cowboys come away with a big win. Um, Washington is certainly not a, a world beater of a team, um, but at this point, after what we saw on Thanksgiving, you know we were hungry for just about anything resembling a victory. Yeah, elimination game for both teams. Um, I want to right after this jump into the playoff picture, but uh, a couple thoughts. You know, thirty-eight uh, fourteen, a big victory. The team can kind of breathe easier. And if nothing else, Andy, it keeps hopes alive. It gives this team something to play for next week because they believe there's still a chance. Uh, so all good things and a good response. You know, things are ticking the right way. Sean Lee should be back. Uh, anyway, I, I, it was just it was just awesome. Absolutely. And so, yeah, let's let's roll right into the playoffs. So, um, you know, I think obviously the, the people that we're most concerned with in the playoffs is obviously we're, we're chasing the Eagles. Um, the Eagles who they, uh, they looked pretty unbeatable a week ago, but man, Seattle put a hurting on them. Dude, this is weird. Cause this was a game. Technically we wanted Philly to win. If you ever want Philly to win, I'll say this. We, we, we weren't rooting for Philly to lose. I don't know if we were rooting there than to win. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, but you know, they really didn't show up. They couldn't take advantage of a beat up. Seattle team, and I know Seattle's tough to play up in their dome, especially in November and December. Uh, they're still a scary team, man. But, you know, we'll get a crack at them. Uh, just going through um, what happened this weekend around the league, some good things happened for us, Goat. Um, the Atlanta Falcons lost a big game, which does you a solid. The Ravens beat Detroit, moving Detroit to 6-6. Six and six. They do you a solid. And uh, 
Carolina and New Orleans played. One of them had to lose. It was Carolina. So they are now eight and four, two games up on you. Seattle, unfortunately, winning hurts. They're now eight and four. Uh, Green Bay won. And the only reason I'm saying they're still relevant, Andy, is when you look at their upcoming schedule, it's pretty damn easy. And, and they get Rodgers back. And Rodgers is coming back. So, um, just looking, just for Cowboy fans out there, what we need to happen. So, at the top, Minnesota, who won um, and helped you out beating Atlanta, they are now the number one seed in the NFC. They are at 10-2. and two. Philly is right behind them at 10-2. and two. Um, Really, you want both these teams to keep winning. There's an awesome scenario where if the Eagles lose out and we win out, we get the division, which That's- would be so delicious. And so for Cowboys fans who are wondering, who do I root for? Um, mm-hmm. Here's who you're going to root for this coming week. You need the Saints to beat the Falcons. Yes. You need the Buccaneers to beat the Lions. Yes. You need the Browns to beat the Packers. You need the Vikings to beat the Panthers. You need the Chargers to beat the Redskins. You need the Titans to beat the Cardinals. You need the Jaguars to beat the Seahawks. And you need the Rams to beat the Eagles. Yeah. Um, you know, 10 and 6. If we finish 10 and 6 and miss, I don't know. I won't feel terrible because you can't control your fate. You know, that they just shot they, themselves obviously. in a fit. But I, I I have some hopes. You know, sitting in the playoffs right now in the wild card is two eight and four teams at Seattle and Carolina. Um the Falcons moved to seven and five. You still need the Falcons to lose this week. Obviously, all these scenarios go mean the Cowboys have to win out. Um, but you know, Seattle goes up to Jacksonville. Seattle's a much different team on the road than they are at home. Uh, Jacksonville has been surprisingly really stingy on defense. So that's one for you. Seattle still has to play the Rams. So that's another game that you could get back. Um so you have a chance, and then you play Seattle. So if Seattle loses one of those games and you beat them um, when you play them in a few weeks, which Zeke will be back, baby, um, you'll have a tiebreaker over them. Now, like I said, you still need to gain games on Carolina, but I believe they play – they got swept by New Orleans, but I believe they still play Atlanta. That's kind of tricky. Um, you need Atlanta to drop a game, really two games, because they have a tiebreaker over you. And we need Green Bay to drop a game. So there's still a lot, still a lot that has to work out. But uh, we did get some help this week. I'll say this about the Eagles while we're on the subject of opponents. Sure. This team, okay, no lie, they whooped our ass. That's undeniable. But this team, and I said it before, this team was playing teams at the optimum time. They, they played, really they are the version of the 2016 Cowboys. They played um, Green Bay the week before Rodgers got hurt. A week after Rodgers got hurt, yep, they played the Cowboys without Zeke. Here's the here's who the Eagles have beat. The Eagles' ten wins consist of the five and seven Redskins, the two and ten New York Giants, who they beat by three points, the six and six Chargers, who they beat by two points, the five and seven Cardinals. They did beat the Panthers, who are eight and four. Their only quality win. The five and seven Redskins, the two and ten Forty ers the three and nine Broncos. The six and six Cowboys with no Zeke and the three and nine Bears. Their two losses are to the six and six Chiefs and the eight and four Seahawks. So Philadelphia has beaten exactly one team over five hundred the entire year. 
This team, Ben, my friend. You're calling them frauds? They are, are frauds, frauds? It, is, they are, it is erroneous. Their record is erroneous on all counts. Yeah, I mean, the Zekeless Cowboys may be the Eagles' second best win this year, to put in perspective. Um, I don't know, man. It, it, they're going to get tested again. Like I said, they play the Rams in L.A. this week. So we don't really – I mean, the Rams and the Eagles were probably not catching either. So I wouldn't mind at all if the Rams whooped that ass. Yep. Um, we'll see, man. I mean, they have a chance. I mean, if they come back and beat the Rams, we may have to change our tune a little bit. Um, it's the battle of the number one draft picks from last year, our first two picks in Wentz first golf. I'm a little bit intrigued by that matchup, Goat. Sure. Tell me you saw the Eagles fans posting, like, the pictures of Russell Wilson's lateral with like grids attached all over the picture, like doing like trigonometry to like attest to the fact that dude, it was a forward pass. Dude, I was like, y'all dude. lost my two scores. Eagles fans are have bitched about the Cowboy fans saying the NFL is out to get them, and some of our claims are a little wild, no doubt. But and good fun. A lot of it's tongue and a lot of good and fun. But as soon as they lose a game, they go crying about the refs when they just got obliterated up there in Seattle. Well, and when, I, when we lost to the Eagles and I said, man, I didn't really give us much of a chance against the Eagles who are missing so many players, but they're a much better team, I had people jump down my throat and be like, just admit, stop making excuses, just admit you lost to a far better team with a far better quarterback. <laughs> so what happened in Seattle, dog? Was that just a far better team with a far better quarterback? All right, Yo, I will say this. Russell Wilson is uh, – there's been a lot of people – He's a beast. Um, questioning him through the years, go to. He reminds me of a young Dak Prescott. I like what I see. <laughs> you texted me, uh, uh, do I ever think Dak will be as good as Russell? And I said, boy, I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that a, is. There was, sad, there was a sad face next to that question because it was like, <laughs> man, that's a, that's a tall mountain for Dak to climb. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, Russell did not look like this his first two years. He didn't look yeah. as good as Dak early on, and he's had a top. Five defense. Now Dak's had a great offense when healthy. So you can I mean all these arguments, you know, go to sure. just why sports exist, you know? Yeah. And so we've got a we've got a game coming up this week. We're playing a division opponent. We are playing the Giants. Um, you know, I two weeks ago I said this is the worst the Giants could possibly be there, dumpster fire. Oh boy. They they looked at me and they said, Hold my beer. So not only did they bench Eli Manning, who for all the hate I've given Eli over the years, the insult of benching this guy who is two-time Super Bowl MVP. So is weird. Um, and, and I say this, so it, it's one thing if you're like, we're going to bench Eli because the season's really over and we want to see what we have in Davis Webb. I understand that. If you want to see what Texas Tech legend Davis Webb can do, I, I understand that desire. Boy, that Cliff Kingsbury, all he does is produce college all QBs. All he does. But the idea that you're going to bench Eli Manning and put in Geno Smith, what is that? Yeah, I I never got the move much. Uh, I'll say this, man. All these people are giving Eli, uh, I don't know, sorrow. You know, all these like Tom Brady came out and spoke about it. Big Ben Rivers. Look, I really don't feel that bad for Eli. I thought it was a weak move, but they're playing like shit. Like you said, it was just questionable because they chose Geno Smith. I think yeah. if they chose Davis Webb, everyone would have been like, okay. And because it was Ben McAdoo. And then you let him do that, and then you fire him the next week. And now you're going to put Eli back at QB when you lost that game too. I dude, it's so weird. It's such a, and they fire their GM. They fire their head coach, unfortunately, because McAdoo was 
awesome to make fun of. Um, he is the best football coach slash child molester I've ever seen in the NFL. <laughs> I love some big McAdoo memes. How, okay, what my question was was like, why do they fire him now? Like, dude, I don't know. Dude, Mara is trying to 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 fool this fan base, this giant fan base that he had nothing to do with this. Their owner, uh, he basically came in and said that he told McAdoo he was okay with benching, but that it was only going to happen if the game was out of reach, you know, one way or the other, and that McAdoo bundled the whole situation, which. I don't know, man. Maybe that's true. Maybe not it's not. not. You Mira's, know, I is a scumbag. A huge he confirmed scumbag. scumbag. Oh my god. He's the reason that Zeke's out six games. And that is not a conspiracy. That's no. truth. And that's why it's karma that your team is terrible and that it fell apart. And that's why when we go play New York this week, we're playing against nobody. Who is who do the Giants have that you're scared of? Do you think Orleans Darkwa is gonna go off? Darkwa. The only guy they have one legitimate receiving threat, Evan Ingram. I will give him. He is a talented tight end, but he's not going to. He's kill a rookie. You. Yeah, he's not going to kill you. He's going to get sixty yards and a touchdown. Um, I don't know, man. This this is a weird one. You know, uh, New York sucks, but will Eli getting benched and coming back and then cleaning house light a fire under this team? I don't know, man. I'm a little nervous about that. I'm a little nervous that they have well, nothing. In the spirit like, of that, what is your prediction for this game? So, I'll get to that. Um, I, I got to think it out a little bit, but okay. like I said, Eli's coming back. Um, I don't think I think he's washed anyway at this point in his career, but he's certainly better than Geno. They just got rid of their head coach, and sometimes if you a midseason firing will kind of rejuvenate a team, Andy, because they're just so happy for him to be gone, Definitely. especially a lot of the defense in that locker room. Um, everyone from Janoris Jenkins to Eli Apple to um, DRC has had problems with McAdoo and suspensions and fines. So I think they'll be a little juiced up. Um, that defense is still plenty scary. That offense is completely depleted, and we should get Sean Lee back, which should make their offense even less. Um, oh, you mean you mean the general, dude? Talking about the general? That's general his, Lee. That's his nickname, dude. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, uh, Cowboy fans, feel free to use that. That's that's not what I call him, but um, it'll be good to have a number fifty. FYI, back in the lineup. Robert E. Lee is a traitor and a loser. Just so everyone's aware. Continue. <laughs> um, I don't know, Goat. I I am um, in the spirit of what happened last week, and I'm not going to jinx myself by saying anything more. I'm going to go ahead and predict a uh, giant victory, you know, something along the lines of 17 to 14. Okay, nice. I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. So – I'm going to say this. Like I said, uh, I think last week was the turnaround game. Um, I expected it to be much closer. I think I projected it to be 20 to 21 Cowboys. Um, I thought that we'd see a slow rebuilding of this team. They actually came out and really they, they, they played pretty well, but really it was just the Redskins like just completely falling apart. Sorry, I said the R word. Um, you said it multiple times, man. You're I'm probably going to get I'm a terrible people person. blowing up your feed. Don't at him. Hey, you know what? If you're not a full-blooded Native American – don't at me, bro. So I'm going to say this. I think the Cowboys continue to improve this week. 
Um, I don't think the Giants. I just don't think the Giants have anything on offense that can really do damage. I think they're going to kick two field goals and score one touchdown to Evan Ingram. Um, I think the Cowboys win this one, uh, twenty-seven to thirteen. Um, it's going to be a handily handed victory. Uh, I say Dak finds uh, Mr. Bryant for another touchdown, um, and I think we continue to kind of just click at the right time, gear up, and you know, if if given the opportunity, I'll say this. And uh, people will people will say I'm a homer, and I definitely am. So guilty as charged. But if this team continues to improve and gets everyone back and they're healthy, and then we get a fresh, rested, angry Zeke Elliott, and we somehow, through mathematical improbability, make it into the playoffs, you do not want to see this team. Do not let us win these next two games, Oakland, New York, because if you let us win these two games, uh oh. Oh, we're going to be that six seed nobody wants to face. Nope. And we are going to come for that ring number six. It's going to be tight. So you heard <sighs> it there. I want it. Cowboys, I've got them winning. Ben is in a great karmic move. Got the Giants sneaking this one out. Love where his head's at. Um, so that is that is uh, our predictions for this week. So, Ben, any uh, – any other topics you want to discuss on this episode of Boys Will Be Boys? Yeah, one quick thing. I, I wanted to get in uh, uh, just some stats on on this offense. Um, it's As Annie said, it's getting better. We know it's not perfect. Uh, I liked what we saw from Des Bryant's game. You know, when your quarterback only throws for 101 yards, 11 of 22 go, you usually don't win many games, let alone win them by double digits, no, you um, let alone win in a blowout. So credit the defense and special teams for this one. Um, the defense special teams has potential to have another good game against this banged up offense of the Giants. I hope they are a factor. Uh, the offense, meanwhile, I just wanted to read you a stat I read. In the last four weeks, so since Zeke has been suspended, we are the lowest team in the league in number of explosive plays. Now, how they define explosive plays is 20 more yards on a game for offense. We have, in that time frame, actually, I want you to guess. How many 20-plus yard plays do you think we've had in the last four weeks without Z? I'm going to say we've got seven. You would be wrong, sir. It is four. Woo-hoo. Four. Woo-hoo. Not at one a game. To put that in perspective... There are only three teams in the NFL that do not have double the amount of 20-yard plays in this last four-game stand. Um, great stat work, Ben. I mean, that's, it's terribly depressing, but wow. Just A-plus a stats. Yes, I, I, uh, I will give credit to a, a sports term in the article I read there. So, you, uh, but, you guys heard of sabermetrics? These are walker metrics, all right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... The Cleveland Browns in that time frame have had nine. So the Cleveland Browns have had double the amount of explosive plays that the Cowboys have had. And the Cleveland Browns have not won a game <laughs> this season. So that should show you where your offense is at. Um, with Zeke, we still actually weren't electric in this stat, but we were, I think, like, uh, I didn't need to find it, but we were, we were, you know, 10th or 12th, somewhere around there, you know, which was just fine for the way we run our offense. But absolutely. Um, that's what scares me is there's really it, it seems to me that defenses are doing this now, Goat, where they 
while our running backs are having nice games, and I loved Alfred's 100-plus yards and a touchdown against his former team, that was awesome. I think teams are more than content right now to let us plot out four yards, five yards, three yards, and make us go the entire length of the field, knowing that, one, we won't test them over the top, and, two, that if we're going to score a touchdown, dinking and dunking, we're going to have to do so without getting any offensive um, penalties and converting a lot of third downs. And teams are willing to make that bet. So teams are just kind of letting us play that offense, which I think is more why you see the run game as successful as it's been. Um, and I can't say that's a bad strategy, the way we're utilizing our weapons at this point. Agreed. So, yeah, we definitely have some questions on the offensive side of the ball. Um, we're definitely not out of the woods. Beating a very banged up, very mediocre Washington squad is not a sign that uh, this team is championship bound. Um, but it's certainly a huge turnaround from what we saw the week before on Thanksgiving. Uh, and hopefully we will continue to see uh, a positive pattern uh, as we go forward into this game against the G-Men. Um, so, Ben, that's that's kind of all I had for this week. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, sir. I believe that is a wrap. Right on. Well, again, everyone, uh, my apologies for the terrible – I know there were some fat breaks in the audio – um, there's just not much we can do with this terrible hotel Wi-Fi. So next week we will be back to cover the results of the Giants game, uh, and we will be in crystal clear fiber, Google Fiber audio provided by Google Incorporated. Um, friends of the pod. Friends of the pod. Um, so that is all from Atlanta, Georgia, and Richardson, Texas. Uh, as always, guys, feel free to like, subscribe, comment or send any feedback about what you do or don't like about the podcast. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, and if anyone or, and if, and if you uh, send us, you know, some cool comment or some uh, type of feedback, you may just get it read on the air and gain the illustrious title of friend of the show. So That's right. follow the Twitter at B W at B underscore W underscore B underscore B. And we will post the episode shortly. Well, I guess if you're listening, you already heard it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So, as always, guys, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. This is Boys Will Be Boys signing off. Take it easy. Peace. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl.